0: Warning! This story has swear words and perpetual triggers that may deal with shock, gore, horror, and twisted wit and barbed humor. Listening discretion is advised. Enter at your own risk. <laughs> Welcome to Grimpenmire, population 13,000, Illinois, balmy, foggy, humid, with a touch of woe. It's March now. This is Drake Darling's story. funny. I don't remember packing this suitcase. It has my name on it, though. Heavy. A small trunk-like looking thing. Actually looks like one of those locker boxes that you would see at a college dorm or a military barracks. Hideous bright green, too. Mm, Isn't that her favorite color, I thought? Well, who knows, right? I got so drunk last night when I was packing, who can remember what luggage was packed? (laughs) Hell, I don't remember even how I got on the blasted train, let alone remember packing anything. But... something sets me off with that trunk. That damned bright green trunk. Something that made me uneasy, almost unnerved, that was when I heard a loud backfire on the back of a rusty blue pickup truck. I looked at my pocket watch. Hmm. 9:30 at night. My Aunt Rita is probably asleep in her own home. Sick as ever, feigning illness, draped across her shea lounge like Camille, pondering another mint julep. Fun. She should have been from the south, not Illinois. <laughs> So, here I guess I will sit with my luggage on a night with the fog rolling in. All the trains are gone, all the people are gone, no one else here. Great. Just some old guy in a rusty blue pickup truck, staring at... me. Hmm. As I reached for my cell phone to see if I could find a taxi service, the old man jumped out of his truck and started taking my luggage. Hello? Um... I found out a few minutes later after I was taken aback, the mind does do things like that. I was in myself, the rusty blue pickup truck, on a trip to my home. I was now in the presence of a Mr. Jerry Olson. For the most part, Mr. Jerry Olson, he's the town's storyteller. The truck's name is Old Blue. Jerry figured that with my Aunt Rita being asleep, that if he didn't pick me up tonight, his wife Myrtle would so, as he eloquently put it, have his hide out on a clothesline by morning. Thank you, Myrtle. I asked him to please drop me off at the Darling Estate, and I would see to my Aunt Rita in the morning. Jerry Olson, under much duress, agreed to drive me to the estate. He was suggesting the hotel for the evening. They knew I was coming. But against even his better wishes, he kept saying that the house, especially in the evening time, is, well, a lot to take in. Especially at night. But no matter. Off we were bounding and leaping in Jerry Olson's rusty steed to my family home. Home. Family. Family. (laughs) Has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? When we got to the Darling Manor, I, yes, I was taken aback. I was shaken. It was a lot to take in for one night. I always thought that when you get older, that images from your past tend to shrink. You know, like your parents get smaller and your homes get bigger, you know, or they get smaller, you get bigger, whatever. You know what I mean. Your parents aren't as tall as they were when you were a child. Your home is really smaller now than you no longer. You're no longer a little person. Oh no, not Darling Manor. Far from it. Oh no. Spooky as ever. Darling Manor. Jerry likes to call it Little Darlin. It's in the section of Old Settlers Row, it's one of the oldest houses in the town. Is it a house or a manor? We can never really quite put a finger on it. What's the difference? Either way, this place is still as huge as the day I left it. Much more ominous and much more bigger, maybe? I'm not sure. Ah, yes. darling man looks even bigger than my house in Malibu. That was frickin' huge. Not that I really needed the space, though. My now ex-wife, Trish, filled it, however, with tons of completely useless crap. (sighs) I hate Malibu. Malibu, California. I I can't even tell you about all that. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't you glad you're rid of that twat once and for all, Drakey baby? That useless bitch won't ever darken your doorstep anymore. No way, no how. (laughs) Um, where did that thought come from? (laughs) Come to think of it, Drakey, she won't slime her money-grabbing paws on anything again now. Especially the way that she's hacked up to bits in that fucking neon green suitcase! <laughs> Whoa. Pull yourself together, Drake. There is absolutely nothing in that trunk. N- nothing. That's what you think, Drakey baby. The only way that ex-wife bitchy yours will spread her legs again is if you re-sever her hip bone (laughs) again. (laughs) Where were these thoughts coming from? Keep it together, Drake. Keep it together, Drake. Keep it together, Drake. The last time I saw Trish, we were in another argument. She had come to the house, saying it was hers. I mean, she had won it. I was only there for a few more days. And she was getting the house. She was screaming at me. I was packing. I walked into the bathroom. Or was it the kitchen? I don't know. I poured myself another drink, yeah, and another, and then another. Did she throw a bottle at me? Crap. She did throw a bottle at me, aimed it from my head. It crashed. I walked out. I grabbed everything and I walked at... Or did I? I came back picked up my suitcases and I got on the train. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I I came back. I picked up my suitcases. I got on the train. Is that right? Right. Is that right? Of course it's right. What? Would I black out and take an axe to hack up my wife? Ex-wife. Ex-wife. ex Ex How did I know that it was an axe? Oh, God. Oh, sweet Jesus. Jesus ain't got nothing to do with it, bit Shut up. Shh. <sighs> what is going on in my head? Jerry Olson walked into the house dragging the trunk. That damned bright green baby puke color trunk. He dragged the trunk behind him up the steps clunk 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 I distinctly thought I heard a very eerie oozy sound from that trunk something like liquid that's not liquid something more squishy oh god squishy and sinister Devious, if you want to call it that. <laughs> Nothing devious about it, Jakey baby. You hacked up your wife in the, in the bitch and threw her in the luggage compartment. She bitch got thrown in the luggage. It's simple as that. Just that simple. God, I hope blood comes out of the lining. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Shut up. I did not kill my wife. Axe wife. Oh, God, I don't know what dark recesses of my mind is trying to mess with me fuck with my reality, but I know I did not kill my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Drakey, you're such a god. It's almost ecstatic. <laughs> Get it? Ax, Ex, ax, static. I'm in pure ecstasy that you are in denial about it. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Oh, what are you going to do about it? I am you, Drakey. Come on. Didn't you ever wonder? If we severed her body, would she fit in Tupperware? You know, a body in Tupperware can last up to six months. <laughs> but you gotta burp the liner. <laughs> Just a little trivia that for you. Shut up. I would never do such a thing. I might think about hacking up someone, but I would never ax <laughs> accidentally shut up. T- act it out. <laughs> As I watched in horror, as Cherry Olsen plunked down the trunk with a thud at the bottom of the stairs, I turned the same color as the trunk. Or at least it felt like I did. Oh god, help me. I thought, I'm already going nuts. You are nuts. Actually, you're quite sane. You're just a little deviously murdery. That's all. <laughs> Shut up. I've only been back in Grippenmeyer an hour, and I'm already going crazy and ready for the loony bin down the street. (laughs) Perfect. Oh, you can get one of those really nice, expensive Hug Me jackets then. Perfect fit. Shut up. I had gotten away from Hollywood to become sane again, only to find out it's too late. It's official. I'm insane. It has to be so. Um... Mr. Darling, are you okay? Jerry Olson asked me, wiping his forehead with a red bandana he acquired from his faded bib overalls. Back pocket. <laughs> me? Sure. Yeah, I'm fine. I... I've just got a dead body in the trunk, I thought. Oh, pay no attention to it. Pay no attention to the dead body in the puke green trunk. I think we should have thrown it away, buddy. We've got a basement, right? Shut up. Pay no attention to the voice. (sighs) I could feel the beads of sweat dripping down my face. What do I say to Jerry? How do I say it? Oh, don't mind me. I'm just under duress due to the fact that I just realized that the voice in my head is telling me I've hacked up my wife, packed her in pieces to go by freight for the last two and a half days, three days. I'm sure she's probably beginning to smell. Oh, God. (sighs) Oh, but pay no mind about that. Well, that's what the Tupperware is for. That's what Ziploc and Saran Wrap is for. You gotta get plastic wrap to get all that dirty, icky, nasty, but shut up. Shut up. Unless I did pack her in special non-clingy plastic wrap, that stuff does keep things fresh for a really long time, doesn't it? Right? I mean, how long does a body begin to stink? If protected correctly. Now you talk. Shh. Shut up. Jerry Olson stared at me. His sharp gray eyes shot right through me like he knew exactly what I was thinking. "'Miss Darlin, that's an awful large trunk you got there, darling," don't you think?' He asked me. How did he know? I began to feel my body sway into the wingback chair. Jerry slowly eased me into it before I went numb and fell to the floor. "'Holy Moses!' "'You look like you just seen the dead, Mr. Darlin'. Jerry smiled as he handed me a flask from his own front pocket. "'I drank down the aged whiskey from the flask, never taking my eyes off the trunk. "'Jerry retrieved his flask and petted me on the shoulder like I was a puppy.' Alcohol does weird things to people, don't you think, Mr. Drake? I didn't really hear Jerry at the time. By this point I was considering where to hide the trunk. Did I have a backyard? No, that's been done to death. Basement? No. Yeah, the basement! Shut up. Attic? Ew, no not that. Shut up. Maybe I could just leave her in that (laughs) ugly trunk forever. After all, it would serve her, right? She looked horrid and green. Maybe I could just leave it under the stairs. No one would know, right? Right. <laughs> just then, Jerry walked over to the trunk and dragged it right up to me by the fireplace. Put the trunk down and sat down on it. No, don't do that! Yeah, Jerry, go right ahead. Got the swat on the dead broad. It'll be fabulous. Shut up sherry continued talking while cleaning his flask you know mr drake sometimes alcohol is demons that's why they call it demon alcohol you know because it brings out the worst in all of us makes us believe in the weirdest of things like one time i was so looped i believe i saw the tooth fairy ripping out my eldest daughter's lily's teeth when she was seven years old Pfft, how was I to know it was doc amber resetting her jaw after a halloween party dislocating it from an apple dunking contest. I was so looped, I literally grabbed a bucket of water and poured it all over Doc Amber because I thought she was a witch from one of those movies. Well, she didn't melt, and she's still with us. Thank the gods. And my daughter's now in college, so it's a win. But at the time, I saw things I wasn't supposed to and things I shouldn't have. Now, looking back on it, it's kind of funny as hell. Jerry took a swig from his flask and stowed it back into his overalls. Point is, Mr. Drake, the mine, it is a playground. And we are all at recess. Sometimes we play on the equipment that we shouldn't. Sometimes we skin our knees. Sometimes we should just play on the equipment that we can handle, but you know what... Sometimes that wouldn't be so much fun, right? Then again, hell. What do I know? It's one of those phrases in life you think about when you get older. (sighs) Jerry, I think I killed my wife. Boom! Just like that. Out of my mouth it came. Just like that. Dang, Drakey baby. That's ballsy. I wouldn't have done that. I'm still voting for the basement! Jerry looked at me like when a dog turns their head when they hear that funny sound, they got that head twitch you just want to kind of crazy glue their head to that one point because they're so cute. Yeah. Jerry, I think I killed my wife. I think I killed her. I hacked her up with an axe and put her in plastic wrap and you're sitting on her pieces in that there trunk. I blurted it all out like it was nothing. Hi, nice to meet you. You're sitting on my now decomposing dead ex-wife, 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 ex-wife. Ooh, sorry. Plan intended. No, ex-wife. Jerry smiled at me like I overcame something. Right then, he smiled at me. What? That's it. You're sitting on a dead person and you're smiling at me. What kind of freaky town is this place? And for one quiet moment, everything became still a very heavy quiet. Jerry just shook his head, and yet, still smiling at me. Nope, I'm sorry, Mr. Drake, I don't believe that, was his reply. You see, I know the killing kind, and, well, quite frankly, you ain't it. How would you know that? I asked him. Without any warning, Jerry Olson jumped off the trunk and flipped open the latch, just poof! Flash No Don't I screamed and shut my eyes. He swung open the trunk lid. I could hear it creak and go thud. I turned away from possibly looking at Trisha's mangled body. You no <laughs> looks like the bitch is out of the box now <sighs> Wow was Jerry's reply. He seemed so nonchalant about it. Wow. Well, she must have been a real looker from what I can see of her. Oh God, it's worse than I thought. Drake boy, did you ever do a job on her? No, 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 no. Oh no, 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 no. Wow, I sure hope she ain't gonna miss all of this here stuff beg pardon of course I mean half of it looks all chopped up so I don't think she's going to be able to wear it all again what the hell is he talking about I felt Jerry's hand spin me around facing him it's okay Mr. Darling look see for yourself I opened my eyes and it wasn't a bloody corpse after all just some movie awards I had won Some of our wedding pictures that, from the look of it, I had either burnt or torn apart. I'm not sure, maybe both. That horrible pink dress that she wore that made her look like a hooker was ripped to shreds, and another green, ugly dress. But guess what? No blood, though. But the death blow was I had taken from her the one thing that she loved more than anything in the world all of her jewelry. Worth more than I can count off the top of my head. That's what you get for working in Hollywood. It looked like I had hacked up all of our pictures together of the last few years. One or two dresses were beyond repair. No body, no blood, and no axe. Just the fractured memories and remnants of a dead marriage. X. Well, after we lit a fire in the fireplace, Jerry stayed with me as I threw the rest of the pictures into the fire. After the last picture burned to a cinder, Jerry grabbed his coat, smiled, and started for the front door. It must have been an hour before sunrise, and I could see the faint rim of sunrise glowing purple on the horizon. I thanked Jerry, and you know, he did say something funny to me. Drake, darling, you are just like your father. Too vivid an imagination. Especially on nights like this. Demon alcohol. It messes with your head. Remember, it's just a playground. And just remember that when the weather changes, that sometimes in this town, the mind, well, the town itself, it sometimes plays tricks upon you. Just remember that, and you'll be just fine. Just fine. As he jumped into his blue pickup truck, I asked him, "Well, What, what sort of tricks does the town... And boom, there went the tailpipe to the truck, and he started old blue and smiled. <laughs> Depends on the person mostly, but I think you'll be okay. It's a good little town, actually. But the thing is, it's what you make of it that counts. Just before Jerry drove off, he stopped his truck as I was about to shut the front door for a full morning of passing out. Oh, and Drake? Yeah, Jerry. Welcome to Grimpenmire. I received a text in the morning from my illustrious ex-wife about how I destroyed her wardrobe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Welcome to Grimpenmeyer. <sighs> I haven't heard that voice again in a long time. But you know what? I guess that's what demon alcohol does to you. So, again, I think I'll make a home here in Grimpenmeyer, Illinois. What do you think? Do you have voices talk to you when you drink? When you're pushed to the edge? What do the voices tell you to do? The story you have been listening to is property of both the reader and the author, PMC, 2020 copying or reuse must be done with the permission of the author any similarities to anyone living or dead or undead within these tales is entirely coincidental and is a work of fiction if you have enjoyed what you have heard here today be sure to contact us at antipanpan at gmail.com or visit the website at www. Dot if you would like to contribute to our continuing to bring entertainment such as this of the arts to you, the darker arts, please Venmo us at antipanpan. See you next time.